tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Dan Favali jumps on with us. Bleacher reports. Uh, I, I guess it's pretty obvious what we're going to start with here. James Harden opting into his deal, and then he's going to probably get traded. I mean, first, we hear the Clippers and Knicks. Okay, so those are possibilities. How did we get to this point, and what makes the most sense for him now? I think we got to this point in part because the way that the NBA is now structured, I don't think stars of James Harden's age are going to get as much money later on in their careers and so if he was going to opt out his list of suitors was just so finite that it made more sense once Houston apparently pivoted to looking at guys who are more plug and play or maybe just younger guys um, to opt in and you could dictate your destination that way and I think for him the most sense to me would clearly make if you can go to the Clippers and they're not going to have to trade Kawhi or PG it puts you in Los Angeles where we know that he would definitely want to be and you form a very expensive big three and not a very durable big three. But I think that team um, makes the most sense for him, especially because the only other two that were kind of mentioned are Miami and New York. The Knicks don't make any sense to me. And the Heat, I know he would love Miami and the club scene there, but I don't think him and Jimmy Butler and his practice regimen would, would mesh too well together. Dan, you, uh, you wrote about the 10 most intriguing free agents that nobody is talking about. I'm particularly interested in your take on three of them. Javon Carter, who I think if Budenholzer would have played in the playoffs more two years ago, maybe they wouldn't have lost that playoff series. Ayo Desunmu and Johnny Utah, Utah Watanabe. Like, what do you like about these three, and where do you see them going? Javon Carter, I do expect to, to stay put just because the Bucs can't afford to lose him, but he's just so plug-and-play. Like, when you look at his defense and just a point guard who's not really a point guard, he'll play off the ball. Uh, I think I'm probably most intrigued by Ayo Desunmu, a lot of people seem down on him because he didn't shoot the three ball too well this year. We're talking about someone who can pass, keep the ball moving, is 6'5", and the Bulls had him guarding through his first two years in the NBA, positions one through four. And now there's talk that they might just let him walk if he gets more than like five million bucks a year or something. 
Uh, so if you can get him for that number, even if it's more than that number, I would absolutely take a flyer. And, you know, Utah Watanabe almost seems like he's become a mainstream free agent because of how many teams without any money are just looking at him. And he makes a ton of sense as a guy that's 6'9", um, can shoot the ball really well from three, even if he won't take a ton of them. And I think he's become a really a good or at least reliable help defender from both the inside and out. And so if you're a team, everyone wants wings in general, but if you're a team that just doesn't have any money to spend and he's still going to fall in that sort of minimum contract range, I don't know how he's on your list. And at this point, it really wouldn't shock me if some of these teams with you know the bigger MLEs or cap space are just like, well, hey, here's a two-year deal that's going to pay you noticeably more because we think that you're that plug and play into our rotation. Do you think Chicago ends up moving Zach Levine here uh, this offseason? And what do you think even a package would look like for Zach Levine and, you know, a potential fit as well? I do think to answer your second question first, that Zach Levine would net more than people are kind of expecting. I feel like his deal has been viewed as this net negative all of a sudden. And I just don't agree. He's like one of the most valuable off the bounce scores in the NBA. And I think if you moved him, you would probably get the equivalent of at least three first round picks or prospects. Uh, I think he's been linked to the Knicks, which I, which I do believe makes a lot of sense, even though their fans don't seem to think that I could see Miami maybe getting in on him. If they do make him available, I will say they just paid Vooch. So I have no idea why you would move Zach Levine now. I don't know what type of message that sends about your direction. If you give Vooch $20 million a year guaranteed, and then you go and move Zach Levine. I just don't know where that, that leaves you. And so I'd expect them to, to run it back. Yeah, Zach Levine linked to the Knicks. James Harden linked to the Knicks. As a Knicks fan, I don't want to see it. But, uh, you know, I, I guess at this point, a team that made it to the second round, I'll take it at this point. Uh, if, if not either one of those guys. I mean, we saw, obviously, the Knicks take that next step. And they've got a good young core. And they've got assets. They've got draft picks. Will they be aggressive this offseason, or are they, are they going to be more in a position where it's, all right, let's kind of pick and choose our spot because we're really starting to build something here? I think it will probably be the latter, just because I think you look at a lot of the names that are out there, and like let's use James Harden as an example. They got to get past being involved with these guys who are past their prime, and Harden's about to turn 34. How many great years do you have left in him? And so you're, you're going to want to hold out for probably someone who's in the Donovan Mitchell age range or younger. I will say it wouldn't surprise me if they wound up acting more quickly just because they're not as strong from an asset perspective as they were even a year ago. Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin are going to need new deals soon. You still do have Quentin Grimes, but you've already paid RJ Barrett, who's probably a little bit less valuable than he was on his current contract. Your own draft picks are not as valuable now because people actually think and believe you might remain good. And then you have all these extra first rounders that are, kind of fake first rounders like yeah the Dallas pick might convey but the Washington Detroit picks those might never convey and so I know they're mentioned a lot with stars but they actually don't have as strong of an asset base right now as I think a lot of people believe I'm curious your thoughts on what the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing Darius Garland is now rumored to be in trade discussions Brian Windhorst said that there's some sort of outlandish rumors going on in terms of maybe players going to the Cavs like What's their game plan? Because Jared Allen and Evan Mobley clearly didn't work. They were favored in the series against the Nets or the, against the Knicks, excuse me. And it just really didn't vibe in the playoff environment. Yeah, I would. The Darius Garland noise is so weird. I think I'd be flabbergasted if they moved him or Donovan Mitchell this this summer. I think you look at the Mobley Allen pairing, and it works defensively, but. They rebounded really poorly for having that size on the court. And then it does shrink the floor offensively. And so when we're talking about outlandish things, 
it's clearly not going to be Mobley. And so it's, are they going to move Jared Allen and other stuff and maybe bring a wing in there? I do think though, that they're not obligated to go nuclear. Like if they could just sign a wing, like a Josh Richardson with their mid-level exception, this is a team that I think just becomes infinitely more of a threat in the East. But when Windhorse sends up those cryptic signals, you have to stop and listen. And so I really wouldn't expect it to be Garland. It could be Jared Allen, or if it's going to be super nuclear, just the Donovan Mitchell stuff. If he really wants to get to New York or has already said, hey, when I get the free agency in a couple of years, I'm not coming back. Um, the Cavs are going to want to recoup as much of the first round equity as they gave up to get him as they can. And the way to do that would be to move him with as much time as possible left on his deal, which would be right now. Talking to Dan Favali, Bleacher Report, host of the Hardwood Knox podcast. You know, the Spurs are obviously an interesting spot now with Victor Wembanyama there, and uh, they were really bad last year. I think we know that, but they were trying to lose games. Is there a chance now, we don't have win totals out yet for the NBA, obviously, but is there a chance that this is a team that maybe pulls in a couple of surprise free agent moves or maybe a couple of decently aggressive trades or just something that takes them from, you know, the team last year that was obviously trying to lose to, I don't know, maybe even just somewhere where you win 34, 35 games? Yeah, I think I think there's a chance they just get there because Wembenyama is that good. We kind of saw it when Luka Doncic comes into the league and he's just immediately ready. And if you're going to play him heavy minutes, I don't know what their work, they anticipate his workload to be. And he's as transformative, specifically on defense, as he's supposed to be. Uh, I think you immediately vault into, hey, maybe 30-plus win territory. It's interesting to consider, well, why not go out and try and sign even one impact veteran? Maybe it's a Fred Van Fleet to organize your offense or a Brooke Lopez. Just give him the short-term windfall to pair him next to Wemby. That would see- significantly elevate their ceiling if Wemby is who we think he is. He would just be so out of character for the organization. And it's almost a little bit upsetting from a basketball fan's perspective because it feels like they're in a position to be good right away. I would expect, however, them to probably use their cap space, kind of like we've seen OKC and Utah use theirs so far, where they're soaking up some unwanted contracts that are either attached to something or they're taking a flyer on on a player who's considered a distressed asset himself at this point. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, you mentioned OKC. I'm curious your thoughts about the jump for OKC this year. Obviously, Chet's been with the team the entire year recovering from injury. They draft Case and Wallace out of Kentucky. Kentucky guards outperform their draft stock a lot in the NBA, but they have now a ton of guards. Um, are they maybe going to be looking to move some guys out? Like, is Case and Wallace kind of at the end of the bench? Like, what's their strategy, you think, for this season? Yeah, I honestly don't know. And your point about the guards is just so salient. I wouldn't expect Casey Wallace to play that much right now, just with Giddy, Lou Dort, and SGA 
there. They do have like 16 players under contract, so they're going to have to trim that down. Maybe they're ripe for a consolidation trade. Um, I honestly don't know what's in store. A name long-term for them that I would just monitor, and it's sacrilegious to suggest in, in Oklahoma City, is just Lou Dort. He's on a great contract. He's just massive defensively. And if they're ever looking to, one, make a consolidation trade or just open up more time um, if they don't want to pay him or if they just want to make themselves more flexible in the backcourt, that's just sort of the name, the larger salary on their books that they could potentially move. And I'm sure there are teams right now that would give up at least two first-round picks for him. Wow. Dan, we still got about two minutes. Where are you at with the Pelicans? Because we pop up the Western Conference odds right now, and they're 22-1, to 1, which is kind of hard to believe because they look so good before, obviously, like Zion got hurt again. And you worry about his health, but I like Brandon Ingram. I like a guy like Trey Murphy, and they're still really deep. They got a bunch of talent. Uh, where are you at with the Pelicans, though? You think, you know, maybe they could bounce back next season and be a playoff team? Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, they're a dark horse contender if Zion's going to play, let's say, 60 games. It's just we've yet to really see him do that. And so how do you bank on it? And how do you plan around it? They're not going to do anything in free agency. Can you make some sort of a trade that gives you some, someone that works with Zion but also helps you while he's out? It's a very tough line to straddle. But I think if they can go out on the trade market or maybe free agency and add either a shooter or a rim protector to pair with Zion, presumably you'd want both in the same player, hashtag Miles Turner still. but uh, if they can add that type of skill set to their rotation and they're able to stay even relatively healthy, I'm talking like 58, 62 games from Zion, they're absolutely a threat to finish at or near the top of the West. I, I just wanted to, you, you mentioned Miles Turner, so I just wanted to like jump on that. Like I saw that the Charlotte Hornets extended a qualifying offer to him. Do you think there's going to be a, a big market for him from other teams or do you think the history will hold teams back from him? Cause he's so talented. Yeah, Miles Bridges with that felony domestic violence um, stuff, just for lack of a better word, I, I think teams are going to steer clear outside of Charlotte. And I would argue that, and this is a very callous way to look at it, but from a pure basketball standpoint, I think it's worse for an outside team to come in with one of these bigger money offers now than it would be for a Charlotte team where it's like, well, hey, he was our player. He didn't play last season. He's going to serve the balance of his 30-game suspension. But he is a name that... I've heard people say that some really just weird, egregious things could happen. Nobody's talking about him because they assume he'll stay in Charlotte. But if teams with money want to float offers his way, he's absolutely someone who can, on the basketball court, move the needle for you. All right, still got about a minute here. So before you go, we take James Harden out of the equation here. The NBA star that's most likely to be traded this offseason, who would it be right now? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to say it's Carl Anthony Towns. There's just Rudy Gobert is there. They've committed to a direction. You paid Nas Reed. You have so much money wrapped up in big men. You let Torian Prince go. You're letting Nikhil Alexander-Walker go as well. It seems like they're sort of setting themselves up to be more flexible, maybe in free agency, but also perhaps on the trade market. And that just feels like the guy outside of a James Harden trade right now. And Damian Lillard would be number two, but that just seems destined to continue dragging out, I think, until around the deadline. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.